glucose monitoring gives us the opportunity to better analyze diabetes treatment. The new insights help us to improve the therapy of our patients in the active daily life and even during physical exercise. I would like to welcome Dr. Otmar Moser, Head of Exercise Physiology and Metabolism Division at the Department of Sport Medicine from University of Bayreuth, Germany, who held two lectures about this topic at the recent EESD 2022 Annual Congress. Thank you very much for accepting our invitation. Thank you so much for inviting me. Do much appreciate. What is the blood glucose response to cycling and running in individuals with type 1 diabetes? So over the last decade, we were investigating in different studies, what is the response to exercise? So the common knowledge is when a person with type 1 diabetes is exercising in general, blood glucose is dropping. This is commonly known. So what is the response to it? Many physicians do recommend when a person with type 1 diabetes starts to exercise, reduce your insulin. This could be, for example, the Brandel insulin, the insulin you use, you use for the lunch or for the dinner. You can also reduce the basal insulin, so the long-acting insulin. But we were thinking, is this not too general? So are we saying like everyone who is exercise that will be dropping with the blood glucose during exercise with type 1 diabetes? Or should we distinguish? Should we separate if the person, for example, is cycling or if the person is running? And this was an, an important idea. We had, we had the different discussions with our team because we wanted to make sure what would be the background. And the background to this idea that the blood glucose drop might be different for cycling and running was simply, if I use more muscle mass, then blood glucose will drop because the muscle will use the glucose as a fuel. So this was the idea. So just not by performing the study, we want to assess all the studies ever performed and put them together in an analysis. So this was our, what was, was our idea to get a full picture, not just a simple idea, really a full picture. So we grabbed all the data, all the studies available ever performed in people with type 1 diabetes and exercise. We did separate in between cycling and running, and then we checked how did the blood glucose response react in adults and, and, and kids with type 1 diabetes. So what we did see, and this was quite novel and interesting for us, um, was that when a person with type 1 diabetes is running, blood glucose drops much more than the same person would be cycling. Um, so this is the overall information. If a person with type 1 diabetes is, for example, with moderate intensities or not really high, not really low, exactly in the middle, cycling, the blood glucose response will be less when compared against running. Why is this information important from a clinical point of view? So what, what we do see in our outpatient clinic, we give a general recommendation for cycling and running, and we checked all the data. And to be honest, the recommendations were mainly based on studies performed during cycling. So we cannot say everything is working for everyone. So we did clearly say, if someone is cycling, the insulin dose might be reduced a little bit more or more carbohydrates needs to, needs to be consumed to avoid hypoglycemia. And when the same person would be cycling, then there's a lesser extent of, uh, of, of insulin reduction or less carbohydrates can be taken in. We see that these changes are so individual and so different from each other. So what did we learn from continuous glucose monitoring about the safety and efficacy of using basal insulins in type 1 diabetes 
in the daily life and when exercising. So we had the first idea in, in 2017 already, where it was said in a consensus report by my good friend, Mike Riddell, where he was simply saying, don't touch second generation basal insulin. So these ultra long acting basal insulin, insulin clutch in 300 or insulin Dexlotec 100, don't touch them during exercise or around exercise because they are simply acting too long. So what we did, this was just simply a statement and we wanted to investigate. So this was not enough for us. We really wanted to go into detail. So in the first study, a couple of, a couple of years ago, we did investigate an insulin dexlotec reduction for continuous exercise. And yes, it worked. So you can reduce a second generation basal insulin, but this was simply assessed for insulin dexlotec. We did not receive always the full information because most of the exercise studies also using second generation basal insulins were mainly for, performed using blood glucose concentration. So what was done in the studies, they grabbed blood from the vein or they grabbed blood from the fingertip. However, when using a CGM, a continuous glucose monitoring, we could receive the entire information. And entire information does mean not just a mean glucose, or one point glucose, we're receiving all the values above a normal glucose concentration, below a normal glucose concentration, we're receiving glycemic reliability. So is the person's blood glucose or sensor glucose jumping up and down? So having this knowledge that we have a device like a CGM and we're having really good insulin, so this long acting basal insulin and exercise acts as a drug in people with type 1 diabetes, we wanted to compromise. We want to put it this in one study. And this how, for example, the ultraflexi, it's very, very funny name, ultraflexi study came out. Why ultraflexi? It's about the flexibility when using a CGM and the long active basal insulin around exercise. So what we did quite easily, we let them exercise over a couple of weeks, once on insulin decodec, one on the other insulin on insulin glargin uh, U300. And we did compare via CGM. Is there a risk of hypoglycemia when those who are exercising? And what were the results of the study? This was quite interesting for us. So for insulin glargin 300, we could figure out that there is no need to reduce the basal insulin dose. So we had very low rates of hypoglycemia when compared to insulin declodec. However, for insulin declodec, you can reduce the insulin dose by around 25% to receive a lower rate of hypoglycemia. So what, what, what could be the message for a clinician? So for insulin glargin 300, there's no need to reduce the basal insulin dose for exercise. For insulin decodec, you can reduce it, but there's no urgent need to reduce it. And in conclusion, what do you think, what was the message of the study for the clinicians? First of all, we need to individualize the right insulin for the right person. I think this is an important mission. When someone is, is struggling with hypoglycemia around exercise, we would more or less recommend using insulin glargin 300. However, if someone is more struggling with time in range, so values below, uh, sorry, in between the 70 and the 180 milligram per deciliter, we would recommend insulin decludec. However, this study came together by simply using CGM, and this is the most important point. People with type 1 diabetes are afraid of hypoglycemia around exercise. 
incorporating the use of CGM. It makes it easier for the person living with type 1 diabetes, avoiding any hypoglycemia. And secondly, increasing the time and range. And this should be the message, individualized therapy with a good and advanced CGM system. Thank you very much for the conversation and congratulations to the study results. Thank you so much.